Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. Hello, I'm Kel Richards. Well, we're running at the moment a, uh, a very special series on uh, reflection, a series called Journey Towards God. started a couple of weeks ago. It's roughly a three-week series, a little bit over three weeks, but around about three weeks. And in this special series, we are looking at our own lives and how our lives can have purpose and meaning and direction, how our lives can be a journey towards God that ends well. And in that journey, the central person who can bring our journey to the right conclusion is Jesus Christ. And who he is, why he matters, why he came, all of that is what we're in the middle of explaining at the moment. And we're picking that up tonight on this episode of Reflection. Thanks for joining us. Nice to have your company. The heart of it is this. Right at the centre, the bullseye of the whole story is this. Jesus died on behalf of, as a substitute for others. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The bit of the Bible that tells me that is John chapter 10, sentence 11. In his death, Jesus was dealing with the judgment that you and I face at the end of our journey through this world. Perhaps this story will explain it for you and make it clearer. On June the 25th, 1996, a British tourist in Florida decided to take a parachute jump as part of his holiday. Since he'd never tried any skydiving before, this involved doing what is called a tandem jump with an instructor. The tourist was Gareth Griffiths, aged 27, and he went up with veteran skydiver and instructor Michael Costello, aged 42. They left the aircraft at 12,000 feet, buckled together in a tandem harness. As they plummeted towards the earth, first the main parachute and then the backup chute failed to open. However, Gareth Griffiths survived that fall. The doctors at the Orlando Medical Centre in Florida were amazed. They were astonished. They said he should at least have been paralysed. Instead, he was fine. Left hospital after only a few days and some minor surgery. How did this happen? As they fell, the instructor, Michael Costello, positioned himself underneath Gareth Griffiths, so that his body hit the ground first and cushioned Griffiths' fall. Michael Costello died, but Gareth Griffiths lived. Costello deliberately and knowingly sacrificed his life to save the life of another. That is a picture of what Jesus has done on the cross in his death. The only parachute we ever had was obedience to God, acting and living under God's command, following his instructions day by day, hour by hour. By turning our backs on God, by just ignoring God, by just living our lives our way without God, we have cut ourselves free from the only parachute we ever had. But Jesus is prepared to take the blow we deserve. He is prepared to be crushed by our fall, to cushion our fall and save our lives. On the cross, he was, in fact, taking the blow we asked for when we cut ourselves free from God. But why couldn't God just take a pen? and put a line through the punishment against our name. Why did someone have to be punished in our place? Why did someone have to stand in as substitute for us? Why did anyone have to suffer? Well, the following story perhaps helps explain. Dave was driving from Sydney to Melbourne. After being on the road for several hours, he stopped at a small town for a break and a cup of coffee. As he pulled out from the curb to continue his journey, a large four-wheel drive vehicle came roaring round the corner, slammed into the front of Dave's car. 
He got out, inspected the damage. It was superficial, but it would be expensive to fix. I mean, all damage is these days. Walked over to the uh, four-wheel drive. In the driver's seat was a teenager. Dave just wanted to exchange insurance details and get back on the road. So he asked the young man for his driver's licence. The reply was, I don't have a licence. I'm only 15. This vehicle belongs to a friend. I only got in and drove it to impress a girl. Dave had to work out what to do. At first he suggested driving to the police station, letting them sort it out. The young man pleaded with Dave not to get him into trouble with the law. Then Dave proposed driving to the boy's home and talking to his father. If the father would pay for the damage, that would be the end of the matter. The boy pleaded with Dave not to do this. His father, he said, was a violent man and the boy would be beaten within an inch of his life if his father ever found out. Well, said Dave, what do you suggest we do about it? Can't you just let me go, pleaded the boy. I've had an awful fright. I'll never do it again, I promise. Please, can't you forgive me? Let me go just this once. Well, what would you do? Well, I'll tell you what Dave did. And to this day, he doesn't know whether it was the right thing or not. He let him go. He told the boy to take the four-wheel drive straight back to his friend's place and promised not to get behind the wheel again until he had a licence. The young man drove away, greatly relieved. But that wasn't the end of it, was it? It couldn't be the end of it because there was still damage to Dave's car that had to be repaired. Someone had to pay for that damage. Dave knew when he let the kid go that he would have to pay for the damage himself. What Jesus has done is to pay for our damage. Even if we ask Jesus God to forgive us, and God says yes, there's still all that damage to be paid for. All those times we've done the wrong thing, or failed to do the right thing. When, because we've ignored God, we've damaged ourselves, damaged others, damaged relationships, damaged bits of God's world around us. It's a lot of damage. And Jesus pays for it with his death. Well now, let's see if we can understand the death of Jesus a little more. Here's how the death of Jesus is described in the Aussie Bible. Okay, the Aussie Bible. This is Mark chapter 15, verses 33 to 39 in the Aussie Bible. At midday, the sky turned dark, and the shadow remained until three o'clock in the afternoon. At about that time, Jesus cried out in Aramaic, Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you left me? Someone in the mob said, Well, listen, he's calling out to Elijah. Another man got some wine in a sponge and held it up for him to drink, saying, Yeah, let's see if Elijah comes and takes him down. Then Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. At that moment, the great curtain of the inner temple tore in two from top to bottom. The sergeant in charge of the execution squad, standing right in front of Jesus, saw him die and said, It's true. This man was God's own son. There you are. That is Mark chapter 15, verses 33 to 39 from the Aussie Bible. The central moment in the death of Jesus is that moment when he cries out, My God, my God, why have you left me? It's Mark chapter 5, sentence 34. At that moment, Jesus was going through that terrible, ultimate, final separation from God that is death and hell. He didn't deserve it, but we do. And he went through it on our behalf. 
That is what pays for our damage. That is what reconciles us to God. That is what deals with the judgment we would otherwise have to face. Jesus is God's rescue mission to planet Earth. The Bible says Christ died for us at a time when we were helpless and sinful. The bit of the Bible that tells me that is Romans chapter 5, sentence 6. When we were helpless, Jesus came to our rescue. Picture it like this. You're surfing at Bondi, and you get caught in a rip, carried out to sea. At the moment when you realise the rip is too strong for you to swim against, and too wide for you to swim out of, at that moment, a lifesaver's head bursts through the waves and he says, Are you okay, mate? You've got two choices at that point. You can either say, No, I'm fine. I always swim this far from the beach. Or else you can say, No, I'm in trouble. I'd like some help, please, and you can be rescued. At the moment when the penny finally drops, when we realise that we have failed to meet God's rules, that we are way offside with God, that we need to find God's forgiveness at that moment, Jesus is right beside us saying, Are you in trouble, mate? You've got two choices. You can either say, No, no, I'm fine. The idea that I have offended the Creator God of the universe, I can live with that. And I'll take my punishment, my permanent eternal punishment. Or else you can say, No, I'm in trouble, I'd like some help please, and you can be rescued. It is the death of Jesus that that, that pays for the damage we have done on our journey through life. It is the death of Jesus that reconciles us to God. It is the death of Jesus that deals with the judgment we would otherwise have to face. Jesus matters because he died, it is what he came to do. It's as if we are saboteurs, not engineers. We can blow up the bridge between us and God, but we lack the skills and the materials to rebuild it again. The only thing strong enough to bridge us back to God is the death of Jesus. That is why Jesus matters. In summary, then, the Bible says that because of his love, God sent his own Son into the world, the man Jesus Christ. Jesus always lived under God's rule, always acted under under his instructions, instructions from the higher authority that we have ignored. And yet by dying in our place, he took our punishment and purchased our forgiveness. Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. The bit of the Bible that tells me that is 1 Peter chapter 3, sentence 18. College principal T.C. Hammond was once asked what he thought would happen when he died. He replied that a moment after his death, he would hear the voice of Jesus say, Father, this is Tom Hammond. I died for him. This is what deals with the judgment that stands in the middle of the road between us and God. When the death of Jesus covers what we've done wrong, then the barrier is removed from the roadway, then we can be welcomed home by God, and our journey can end in peace with God. Well now, if you'd like to take a look at everything that I've been talking about in this special series of programs, all of it has been collected together, published as a paperback book called Journey Towards God. And it's available at any good Christian bookshop. If you walk into a Christian bookshop and they don't have it, get them to order it in for you. Journey Towards God by Kel Richards. We continue the story, and the story has a big continuation tomorrow night. Here's our thought for the night, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. The Bible says, Christ died for our sins. An innocent person died for those who are guilty. Christ did this to bring you to God. Until tomorrow night at this time, thanks for your company. I'm Kel Richards. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed this FM 103.2 podcast. 
To listen to more great audio, visit fm1032.com.au.